and welcome to Crapflix and Chill, the film podcast on a terrible journey to find that ultimate sweet spot between a film so bad it's actually fun to watch and a bad film that's just plain unwatchable. My name is Jamie Ballantyne and I'm joined as always by the man breeding up a pack of awesome podcast episodes. It's Joe Thompson, everyone. How are you this evening, buddy? I am good, man. I have a surprising amount of evening energy, which is rare, but I feel good about it. So we need to ride this wave of energy. Yeah, stop playing the Rocky theme tune. Boom. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I was hungover as fuck yesterday, but I learnt my lesson from Divergent. um, And never never will i watch that film again but also uh recording hungover is is also a bit more of a uh an added added effort so i'm glad we're both feeling super pumped super psyched for a super monday craptics and chill extravaganza yeah man and guys i just wanted to pop a friendly reminder that you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at crapflix podcast for our weekly animated releases for each new episode we also share some visual gags uh, that we notice from the films we're watching plug other podcasts that we love and generally talk about films all day long with people so if you want to get involved in the community jump right in man there's a space for you on the sofa grab a beer and kick back dude what we what we chilling with tonight then well i tell you so (laughs) so. (laughs) yeah you better (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you and that's the end of the podcast goodbye um okay so here i'll I'll go synopsis first so okay billy halleck is an obese lawyer who accidentally hits a gypsy with his car after his wife disrupts him disrupts him uh, given Halleck's, uh, Halleck's influence in town and a general prejudice against gypsies, he manages to brush the incident under the rug with some unethical what? legal help from his associates. However, the victim's father, Tadsu Lempke, places a curse on the heavyset man, and he starts to lose weight at an alarming rate, which is followed by other macabre events. Bum, bum, bum. So, is this like reverse shallow howl <laughs> or something? So tonight, my good sir, we are watching 1996's Thinner, which is a Stephen King story that was turned into a very bad, very bad movie. Um, And uh, it's got 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which is far too generous. It's got 15% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 1.5 from Radio Times. So uh, I think we're in for an absolute treat here tonight. Um, And I can't wait to watch this with you. Wow. Yep. Uh, Sounds like a Stephen King type concept. And, you know, he's done some absolute uh, classics in the horror world. Um, but then there's, you know, you write enough books, there's a, a couple of uh, duds as well. So we'll have to see how, well, I think you've already set this up. This is a crap flick. So. <laughs> yeah. I, um, 1996, I just, just as we watch this, just, just think about the fact that around this time, Jurassic Park was released and the graphics and stuff around that. Just thought I'd just throw that out there before we begin. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm just loading it and I can see the fat suit graphics. <laughs> it's uh, tone deaf, let's say. <laughs> wow. All right, you good to uh, good to start? Three, Three two, two, one. Play! Stephen King's Thinner. I could, I could tell you, I, I could, I could do some of that after this, uh, this lockdown, you know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is ret- this is stupid. This film I've seen it <laughs> once before. Uh, all of it is ludicrous, but yeah. And even though it you know ends in disaster, it's definitely something that I wish I could have too. The more you eat, the thinner you get. Sounds so, fucking fantastic. So when you say when you when you mention about um, you know talking around this film and its uh, its its subject matter. Are you specifically thinking of the weight thing or are you specifically thinking about the gypsy thing? Because I don't know how to take the latter. Oh, you mean what, what topics of conversation around yeah. gypsies? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Because I, I, do, I, do, I do have a few stories about uh, gypsies. Uh, from, I was definitely thinking more about potential years. weight loss journeys that we might have or our own <laughs> associations with weight, weight loss, being healthy. I don't know. I think there's some, some good things we can talk about. While this car slowly drives through the mist. Oh no, there's a few of them. That's creepy. But he gets he gets gypsy cursed for hitting hitting a lady, but he is a an overweight lawyer. Because I thought that was weird in the description you specifically mentioned that 
like he was a, a heavy set gentleman but obviously the uh, the plot of the film revolves around that <laughs> yeah also um did you notice it was one of the longest synopsis ever <laughs> It felt like it was like 17 paragraphs long. Oh, Christ, yeah, it's the same as this intro sequence. I mean, they got Joel to fill out the runtime somehow. Yeah. So what's your... Um, I mean, I say this like we don't talk about it all the time as good friends, but what's your general association with kind of eating right and living a healthy lifestyle? Oh, um, I've used this analogy before with you, but for, for me personally... Um, it is it is an ongoing war is is the way i'll just describe it it's something that i feel you know from my early teens i have had a real up and down battle with it um i've been skinny as a, as a rake i've been overweight i've gone back to being skinny again i've then have gained weight again like i've, I've really yo-yoed over the years it's not specifically about doing yo-yo diets or something in particular it's just about being in different phases in my life where i was maybe like training for something and then another time just like not giving a fuck about life and just doing what i want which was just eating takeaways and drinking so i personally have been all over the place um i try and preach and follow the advice of a a balanced lifestyle eat eat in moderation drink in moderation and exercise in moderation but i think i'm more a man of extremes I'm more likely to do one of those things in excess and then try and balance it that way. Yeah, I think I'm I am the same well, I'm the same in that I'm inconsistent. So sometimes I really care and sometimes I really don't. And it seems to be at the turn of a moment or a turn of a mood whether I actually give a shit or not. And as such yeah. it means I do yo-yo back and forth depending on what kind of if I've caught a wave of a few days in a row where I care or whether I don't, uh, it seems to generally even out. I wouldn't say it natu- naturally evens out at a weight that I'm continuously happy with, but yeah. I will say I kind of don't do any further damage. I just kind of like fluctuate around the same space. Um, no, and and this is this is to to very much say uh, from from the off for, for anyone who doesn't who doesn't know us. I wouldn't say at any point in our life we've both been like grossly or even like morally overweight as obviously the guy in this film is and obviously that's very much tied i presume into his greedy lawyer prick character um but we we are we are guys who have had our own journeys with kind of weight loss and weight gain and you know the happy medium but you know where's where's that line between knowing you you are physically healthy but you would maybe be a little bit happy if you lost like you know half a stone more but then you know can you realistically maintain that with either your your lifestyle or your metabolism and your like exercise versus actually if you're comfortable with who you are should you focus more on that rather than always seek perfection the most interesting thing is like some some of the most like well-physiqued people also seem to have real interesting associations with either food or exercise. Uh, I think it's a balance that very few people get right, uh, where yeah. they're just a very, uh, a very sensible weight range and they do, it's not a concern of theirs. And, or maybe they're just very lucky with their metabolism or something. But I just think most of the time, most people I know have some kind of back and forth with weight. I think it's, it's a mental battle. It's a mental battle that's tied to a physical form because I guarantee there's people who don't think of it in that way and they don't worry about every single meal they have uh, or it doesn't cross their mind they just kind of get on with life and I'm very very genuinely envious of those people because that's not I know that's not how my brain works it's not how I view myself my body my image my my comfortability in my own like skin and my you know and the, the bottom line of it my own happiness is very largely dictated by that. So when I'm in a good place, I'm in a good place. I might not realize it, but when I'm in a bad place, I know I'm in a bad place. But then that's like, <laughs> that's not really kind of the, the right and the right in between balance. Yeah, I also feel like at least the thing that I'm bothered by, which is that occasionally with my weight, at least it's something that I can actually do something about. I do feel, yeah. I do feel like the things that I couldn't change or have no control to change, I'm pretty happy with. Like, and I'm quite lucky with that. Like, I can't imagine what it'd be like, for instance, to feel too short or something or too tall. Well, look, because we're both, so we're both, both handsome chaps. It. You know, gain gain weight or lose weight. You know, 
we can change that, but at least we're not ugly because you know you're stuck like that for life. So <laughs> if you're if you're coming on to me, Jamie, I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a line from I have no idea what it is, film or TV show, no idea. But somebody's having a go at um this 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 guy uh, calling him like a like a uh, a fat guy for whatever reason, and he's like. Uh, well, I, the difference between us is I can lose weight, but you'll always be a bitch. And I was like, whoa! Burn. Oh my. Right, let's try and catch up. We've got this Al Pacino type on a boat with the big fat lawyer. And I'm gonna, yeah. we're going to probably, <laughs> despite... A he's, he's a proper opener. nutty professor, by the way, just, just for visual, visual reference. Like, oh, yeah. I know it's not supposed to be comical, but he does look proper like nutty professor other than being a white lawyer. But that's the prosthetics we're talking about here. Fully. It's like fat booth on a real person in a film. Yeah. Like obviously not this fat in real life. And obviously yeah, they had to do that because at some point in the film, he's going to look really skinny and gaunt and it'd be really morally wrong of them to make them do a Christian Bale, uh, eat an apple and coffee a day to like lose all this weight and become super skinny. Um, also, how long would that filming process be? <laughs> I know. It's like, now can you please lose almost all of your body weight thank you bye well he's he's 300 pounds so you'd have to lose a hell of a lot to have like well a super there's cheryl face. cole so oh and he's getting out of a car still eating snacks this is great this uh, gypsy lady looks pretty much exactly like cheryl cole to me <laughs> you, you call cheryl cole a gypsy <laughs> no not this one, just to clarify. Uh, the one in the one in the red dress, huh? Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take this guy seriously. He's just got such a gorm gormy face as he's there munching on pretzels. I think what I hate about this is obviously there are people that are this big and I, I'm not being weightist at all we've opened this podcast by talking about our own journeys around it but i hate the fact that at the end of the day this thin obviously thin actor can just take off this whole bodysuit and be like god it was hard being this big for quite a while like i don't know but this could be the very average size of uh, a lot of america which you know does have a huge obesity crisis and you know we're not we're not much better here in the uk just to really caveat that we're definitely like one of the worst worst nations per per population outside of america um but i don't think we're that proper proper level of supersize like people who almost need two seats to sit in who's who's drinking giant tubs of tubs of drink and people who like can't even physically move at all they're so big is that gypsy supposed to have heard their conversation from like way across the street in the park she can hear them talking through a closed yeah, she's window got superpowers joe everyone knows right. that Dude, that's because gypsies have superpowers. Also, right? well, hang on. Now, this this is actually a very important question, which is why I wanted to <laughs> bring it up when about talking about talking around the subject matter. Speaking of gypsies, is it is it PC to call them gypsies, or is it is is the official official term traveller? I is gypsy offensive to people? Don't know. So let's err on the side that it isn't, but uh, that it isn't offensive because it says it in the synopsis of the film. But it said in the synopsis of a film in the mid nineties. Uh, sure, but <laughs> I don't know how to. I mean, we could just replace it with traveler if you want. No, I'm I'm genuinely curious, and I didn't know if you. Knew I would say probably or... this entire portrayal of of the traveler community is probably in itself offensive <laughs> when yes. you get to it. <laughs> I I mean, he's already caused them diseased, and you know, God knows what other terms. Do you have the subtitles on? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't imagine this film's going to treat them well. Not that guy, anyway. The the mayor of this town, or whoever he was. So, because I'm almost certain that no one else is actually going to watch this with us, I'm going to explain quickly what's happened so far. So we've seen a big fat guy. Fat man had had a blueberry uh, smoothie for breakfast. Blueberry, blueberry smoothie, uh, and then he has talked to his uh, wife and daughter. And then he's gone to court because he's a lawyer, and now he's talking to Cheryl Cole. Can you see it yet? Woo! Look at those boobs. Can you see Cheryl Cole yet? Come on. I mean, I was very much distracted by the coin and the boob trick. Cheryl Cole. It's Cheryl Cole. Wait, hey oh. man, we're going to get Beaujolais <laughs> tonight to get fucking mortal. <laughs> I have been watching some Geordie Shaw, even though that was a terrible uh, Newcastle accent. Was that Indian? I don't know what that was. Yeah, oh, that took a turn, didn't it? Jesus. Let's get fucking mortal. 
Let's get fucking mortal. La, la, Tell you what, la, Pat. La. So she pissed off at him because she used her superpowers to overhear his conversation and obviously clearly knows he's a fat pig and has a wife. And oh my God, there's so much food in this scene. I love that there's like not been a scene yet where he's not eating something, which is so like... He, he, he literally has like a snack in his hand every scene he's in. And now he has three cakes. Fuck it out. He's Mr. Carissa. Have you ever seen that Monty Python sketch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that makes me feel sick thinking about uh, it. Just a waffle thin mint. Oh, fuck off. I've had enough. Yeah. Oh, waffle thin. He's going to explode. Oh, old cars. I just can't believe this was made around the same time as Jurassic Park. Like, it just looks so much older to me. Um, I was going to say, who's the guy who's in Space Jam who's in Jurassic Park who could have easily played this character as well? Who's actually this size? Oh, it's going to bug me. Oh, Wayne, God. Wayne Knight? Wayne Bridges? But, but, Wayne but Knight? he couldn't do the next bit where he loses the weight. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, we're going to seem like assholes, aren't we? <laughs> what have I done to us? <laughs> okay, let's let, let, let's let, let's get let's get really down to earth. Um, what is your proper like guilty pleasure dirty dirty meal to show that we that uh, we're just as bad as this guy? We love deep fried fatty food. Is he getting a blowjob in the car? I'll tell you after he gets this blowjob in the car. Yeah. Hey, Stephen King. He's in his own film. Oh, oh yeah, that's clever. Stephen King, who by the way is hilariously stick-like and gaunt, so obviously he's the one who's got the real issue. Yeah. And look, there's Kim Woodburn. Sweetheart, there's just so much more life and food. Like blowjobs. There's also blowjobs. <laughs> what? What do you want? So he's he's going to end up hitting this gypsy woman with his car because he's getting a blowjob. Wow, this guy's just morally bankrupt. I go get my coat. I go get my car in my face. <laughs> Oh, is it um, her that she hits? He, uh, well, we're about to find out, clearly. I love the obvious model in the background. <laughs> He's pulling such weird faces. Is he having a heart attack? I can't tell. She's being very generous with her head movements there. He has to have an incredibly long dick for her to be all the way yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, she proper went over the car. Oh. Oh, she did. <laughs> and the woman just screamed, no! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God, is that a face in the blood? Oh, that was brilliant. That's a... Um, uh, speaking of urban legends from our, our fantastic podcast with Luke Morju, uh, massive, massive fan, go and check out the Urban Legends uh, podcast on, on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. Um, uh, but the... Well, maybe not the urban legend, but the myth... That you know that went around everybody's school about the the person who's getting a, a blowjob in the car, and then the guy crashed, and um, the shock caused her to like bite his dick off, and then he died from bleeding out, and she died because she was choking on his dick. You heard that? <laughs> I don't think that's an urban legend. I think that probably just happened in Bristol. <laughs> no, that is it's 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 a Chinese school whisper. Like ev- everyone's heard that story. Or, a like, Chinese school whisper. You know what I mean? Like the. Did you, I do know did what you, you mean. That just sounded really weird. Like a whisperly prevalent uh, Chinese school. Oh. <laughs> no, maybe the other way around. A Chinese whisper that went around the school, not about, not from just a Chinese specific school. Stephen uh, King like, is in this a lot. Did you hear the the the, the one about the the guy who's in a um, uh, an exam and was really bored and fed up with it? So he shoved two pencils up his nose and slammed his head on the table, and it killed him. Yeah, I heard that one, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those stories. Like, absolute bollocks, but this this film has just kind of uh, uh, reenacted it. God, speed up this scene, get him to start losing weight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are they basically going to stick up for him? The thing we do know is... Oh, hang on. Okay, so this movie is only an hour and a half, so we're going to get most of the movie in, in this hour watch. Okay. Because I presume the, the whole point of the curse is, like, initially it might be, oh, sweet, he's losing weight. Oh, like, this is a win-win. I, I killed an old lady, and I get to lose weight. Uh, but then he just can't stop losing it, and then he becomes, like, proper skeleton and just dies. 
You're a little bitch, actually. <laughs> Fina. Fina. Hey, look at that horrible thing on his nose. That guy is disgusting. <laughs> and terrifying. <laughs> what a face he's pulling! Starring Joe Pesci in a long wig. <laughs> I thought it was going to involve the, um, the other gypsy girl. The young hot one. Yeah, where did she go? Oh, oh. He's, he's weighing himself, Joe, holding a bag of crisps. Uh, look how many pop crisps he has around his flipping sink. One, two, three, four, five, six. And these are like double size bags than what we have over here. Do you know what I love? Okay, do you know what I love? These massive packets of crisps. And then right in the corner of the kitchen, there's a tiny travel sized Toblerone. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when you see it. Look at that old Diet Pepsi. Oh my God. Whoa, product placement. But like old. There's, there's just like a tiny like fruit bowl in between all of that. Is he like pro being really big? Is that what this is? Or is he what? Sorry? Like pro being really big. He seems to be very defensive of it. I th- I think at the minute the film's very pro him being fat, which is what I do have an issue with because he's he's so recklessly like he's so morally bankrupt when it comes to his weight. He's like so takes such pleasure in like being gluttonous you know in terms of, like that seven deadly sins like yeah i'm just gonna always stuff my face and always be ch- eating chips that i do think if 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 you're mega overweight because that's how you live every single day and you just don't care and you have no care for your health or like how that would affect those around you um if you did end up having a massive heart attack which he probably is gonna um that i do think is yeah morally uh morally dubious Okay, so this film isn't pro-fat. I, 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 it's really confusing to see what's going on because it seems like the um, the dialogue between him and his wife and kid, they're very anti him being fat, but almost in like a yeah. derogatory way, which makes... It's almost like it's spun like they're the problem when ultimately they're also just trying to look out for him. Yeah. And he's super defiant. I mean, is that... Uh, I, I know you are, uh, to, to give a good, good frame of reference... Um, for this for this film, you are a big uh, Stephen King fan outside of this in terms of like a uh, load of the other like uh, books that you've you've read. Have you read Thinner? Do you, do you, did you know much about it beforehand? I haven't read Thinner, probably because I made the mistake of watching this film first and it put me off completely. But <laughs> I do actually think there's something quite interesting in the idea of this kind of a, the psychology behind this kind of a situation. But um I don't, I'm not a massive fan of Stephen King per se, but the very first book he ever penned, which is called The Long Walk, when he was under the name of Richard Bachman, oh, is Joe, without question my favourite book I've ever read. Um, I think it's just you read it, haven't you? Yeah, you the uh, you you sent a digital version to me, uh, and I read it and uh, absolutely loved it. Loved the love the characters, love the the concept. I love like the way it stays focused to just the journey of these characters and doesn't like overly obsess, but like um, teases, like, you know, the whole like dystopian world of like, how can society get to this point where this is an acceptable thing that happens every year. But really it's about all these fascinating characters taking part in this, you know, almost coming of age story, but like how tragic and dark it gets. Um, It's fascinating, real study of human behavior. It's also a bit more, um, the concept is like simplistic. And I think, I think some of the best narratives and best stories are from a really simplistic, uh, viewpoint. And there is yeah. something so simple about this idea of like a hundred kids walking, walking each other down. Yeah, and I think the last man that's where like later Stephen King gets a bit silly and ridiculous. Like I remember one that was about one was about like a car that killed like eight people or something. And oh then, yeah. Then also like, I also think he's not necessarily very good at ending stories. So I would even argue, even though I love the long walk that the ending, which I won't spoil is a bit strange, but also if you think of like it chapter one versus it chapter two, chapter two is pretty pants. So like, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if he necessarily knows how to end stories very well. For every shining, there's a thinner. Let's put it that way. (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. So, so what? So what's happening now? Uh, this he's gone to see his doctor because uh, his wife is freaking out. I think she's she's freaking out because he was supposed to be on the diet. Obviously, he was losing all this weight, and then he was like, "Yeah, I wasn't really on that. I've just been eating crisps and sweets this whole time." So she's like, "Okay, now I'm really freaked out. Go and see a doctor." Although I will say, to get to give the film a tiny bit of credit, um, the slow removal of his prosthetic on the, the Nutty Professor has been very subtle. Every single scene, they've just taken a bit off, so it does look very gradual. But the suit is still ridiculous. At what point, if you were him, would you start to freak out? Well, when you because I, I I would think I had some kind of wasting disease. That's what I would think. If I lost yeah, like necro uh, necrofasciitis, like one of those like skin eating things, that would that would be worried. If you you started losing, I it's, it's difficult because when you're like significantly large, like he is at three hundred pounds, it's not uncommon at that size to lose loads of weight like in that first like big batch and then obviously the thinner you get the harder it is to like you know even like lose a single pound um compared to when you're like that size you could knock off a stone in a week potentially yeah yeah so you'd have to you'd have to lose a hundred but i don't know i haven't i wasn't paying attention to that uh, 90s graphic on their computer um but if he if he was losing over like a hundred pounds in a week, I'd be freaking out because that's a third of your body mass gone. What's there to worry about? I finally found a diet that works. Eat all you want and still lose the weight. <laughs> he eats like a pig. Also, why is he being such a dick to his daughter? Like, what's she done? <laughs> All his family have done is tried to, like, you know, presumably have his um, best uh, interests at heart. Yeah. yeah. Look, hang on, just like, who, who, oh. please slow down. Why are you eating like that? I don't know if it's all in my head or not. Doctor Mikey seems to think it is. Was it definitely his wife who gave him the blowjob in the car? It wasn't somebody else he'd been seeing? No, it was his wife. Yeah. See, he's starting okay. to get quite manic. I mean, you would though. Yeah, he's got he's got real. I can see why they've cast him. He's got real crazy eyes. L- look at him next time he does. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, the way he's eating making me feel so ill. <sighs> it's like the manicness of it, you know. It's yeah. It's manic. It's very gluttonous, like and slobby. Yeah. Like if like. If you can eat bad food, like at least enjoy it. Don't like shove it down your face. Like savor, savor the delicious, delicious flavor. Of, but um, but they do they they do say though half of the problem with people who like binge purge or like well, we're just not getting into that kind of world. But basically, people who binge eat, they um, whether or not they purge actually afterwards, they're not enjoying it. They're just doing it. They're like feeling the endorphins, but without actually enjoying the food, which is really nuts. Yeah. Like it's like it's, it's almost completely subconscious. Uh, does he have a fake ear stuck on? There's literally not been a scene that he's not had some food in his mouth. Right? This kind of like budget Willem Dafoe. Budget Dafoe. Look at his right ear, not the one that was showing. But the the other one had some flappy skin, which was clearly they didn't stick the prosthetic on properly because he's still got like a tiny bit. Yeah, that, that ear there. Can you see it flapping? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. It's like his earlobes like dangling off. See you tomorrow. <laughs> it looks like he's got elf ears stuck on. You know what he said earlier when he was like, "I skipped lunch, and then skipping lunch, I lost six pounds rather than three. Yeah, that's to realize that. That's where I'd get scared. That's a really yeah. Uh, you don't want to get into that mindset because. I mean, in the real world, you'd be like, oh, if I just skip meals all the time, I'll lose loads of weight. And it's kind of like, yeah, but that's also not really healthy. I mean, it's following the same beats as, you know, in all these like horror franchises we've watched, like your your breeds and your, um, that's not a horror franchise, in your Leprechaun in the Hoods, your uh, Final Destinations or whatever. Like how many deaths does it take for you to believe something's up? It's, this film's following a similar beat to like how how much weight has he had to lose to like start thinking like this isn't right. And he's obviously at that point now. 
I mean, it makes because because you know what, like so many people are are on like a are on a journey to try and so many people I know are trying to lose weight, and I do think it's an interesting story to be like, yes, you want to lose weight, but you want to lose it in the right way, like because this is a yeah. scary way, and it's there's no control over it, and it's yeah, it's yeah. It, if you it's woke like up it, tomorrow and could eat whatever you wanted and still lose weight. You'd be like, oh, on paper, that sounds amazing. But if the cost of that was then, it's like, it's uncontrollable and it's like going to like really mess up your insides, then it, it would probably put you off it. Well, I suppose I'd always hope there was a balance of, you know, the, the, you just said you can eat whatever you want and still lose weight. I've always thought a lot of it is a psychological battle. And yeah, ultimately, like hugely so. Uh, naturally thin people or naturally skinny people, like often they, they are eating exactly what they want. They just don't have a massive appetite. Whereas I suppose what you mean is you could overeat continuously and lose weight. That's where it would get freaky, where you know yeah. consciously that you are massively overeating, but you're still losing weight. That's where I would assume that there was something really wrong. Yeah, mass- no, absolutely. So just kicked over a bin. Are you, um, are, you re- are you reading this? So he's gone to visit... A friend of his, and uh, well, I, th- I thought it was the, the the judge who let him off. So he's been he's been cursed as well as the judge, and yeah, has the police officer but with a been... different type of curse? <laughs> so she said her husband's skin has become like scales. Because he had some like little growth. Jip, the go. old Jip, the old Trav. I, I, I do, I do know the word Jippo is offensive. So I'm only saying that for context, but I will not be saying that. Oh, he just got swelled. Ah. <laughs> that's all I'm saying on Geordie Shore at the minute when I was really hungover yesterday and being like I'm just going to watch other people get drunk and make me feel better it's just so much swilling I love how dramatic this is also I really don't want there to be a situation where in the dark at night some old lady is maniacally laughing at me <laughs> and throwing water on you you know that's that's just rude I thought he was going to I thought he was going to run her over <laughs> <laughs> oh, why stop at one <laughs> Look at that phone! Whoa, it's a friggin' brick. But who are these babes, Joe? The babe on the left was a bit of a babe, wasn't she? Yeah. So is this the guy who, I know he met him at the beginning, did he get him off in the court case from some, like, he's like a gangster or something? Yeah, I get that impression. Don't you love a scene where two hot babes are there to just be hot and stare forwards, and that's their job? They're, they're, they're just there to, to sit at the bar and be, be eye candy, yeah. Like, she's just as fine with his back completely turned to her with nothing, no one to talk to. Yeah. She's like, ah. <laughs> Complete <laughs> screensaver of a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then his, his mum behind the bar spitting on them, calling them whores. Let's find the, the weight whilst he goes on this journey that we're like, that's the good weight. That's the perfect weight. Yeah. It's probably around here, right? Yeah, I mean... Well, I, a bit less. They're probably going to start making him quite skeletal, but obviously definitely compared to the start of the film, you know, I would say he looks he looks healthier. But then he's he's got a crazy face. Look at his eyes. Because I think they've already started Now that to, he's skinnier he, look, skinnier, he looks a bit like um, Brian Cranston. <laughs> I see that, Like a budget yeah. Brian Cranston. If he was a true husband, he would now do the reverse and he would go down on her while she drives. Do guys ever do that? I don't know. I, th- I think it's, uh, it's, it was made infamous whatever, by Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson in their, in their sex tapes. I think that's just set a precedent that that's like a thing that guys whoa, get. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, guys, so when, when girls drive, guys would go down on them? No, I'm saying I'm saying they don't. I'm saying it's 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 the other way around. So it's it's very male. It's a male desire. Whereas, oh, fine. I thought you were saying that that actually happens. I was like, I've never oh. even thought about that being a thing. 
<laughs> oh no, like I mean, would, no, would you ever do that? Have definitely been 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 fucked in cars and, and finger bangs, but I don't think. Uh, uh, listeners, right, right in uh, crapflixpodcast at gmail.com Has anybody ever eaten Finger you up bang. whilst you were driving? I, I, I'm almost certain no one is going to say yes I mean, we might need, need to do a bigger I think girls size. would be like, that's the last thing I want <laughs> Also, that's a really hard thing to do when someone sat down in a car like that Yeah like it's one thing to have to have a boner that's at least pointing upwards and have some like verticality to it, but like you've got like you almost need to be where the pedals are. <laughs> I don't think it's something that you should rush to volunteer to do for anyone. Um, um, but, but I mean, but, okay, here's try a question: Have, you, have you ever been sucked off when you've driven a car? No. Are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I think I think yeah. I'd remember that. Yeah. Have you ever been sucked off in a car? Uh, That's a yes. Cool. As as as, as technically as part of like yeah foreplay in the building. Yeah, I lost my virginity in a car, but not but not like a specific bit. Like we're just going to the car to do this. I was at a sixth form army ball where I lost my virginity in the car outside, like a real. And then you took some army trooper. balls. Whoa. No, it was with a girl. Sorry. You Wally, um, but let's go back to you. So you've been sucked off in a car, huh? No, no. I want to get back to your army ball story because uh, that that also strikes of like you're wearing like um, hilariously formal clothes as well. Oh, fully, exactly. That's exactly why it was probably a turn on for everyone. Um, Girls so, love a man in uniform. So what's happened? So he's looking skinnier again, and he's gone to see. He's an gone old to man. this whatever health clinic who are eerily. Uh, by the way optimistic. just to say if i walked in and the only thing that happened was someone slowly and eerily walked away i'm turning right back around and i'm leaving yeah so i haven't quite followed why he's gone to see this old man maybe he knows something about gypsies this is the clinic isn't it um he was at the clinic oh is this the guy so is this the dude and has he got really old is that the thing Is this the dude from the start, but he's really old? As in... Yeah, whatever we did, we don't deserve this. So, three curses. One of them has become a scaly, horrible reptile. One of them has got older, which is scary. And one of them has lost loads of weight. So, is the one that got older Stephen King's pharmacist or the, um, the police officer who said he wasn't drunk in the car? I think he was the police officer. Yeah. Also, of these two at the moment, would definitely rather be the one losing weight than the yeah. one who's got really old. <laughs> or the one that's turned into a reptile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy kind of looks a little bit reptile-ish. He's not exactly... Yeah, look at him. Oh, no, maybe this is the... Um, maybe this is the judge. It's not no, that I he's just got an older. He's just like, look look how scaly his face is and how bloated his hand is. No, he's, he's the... Uh, He's the, this is the cop. And there's another guy. There's three guys. Don't mess with gypsies, man. Oh, uh, I bet it was Stephen King all along. I reckon it was secretly the pharmacist. He put a drug in there. Look, look, here's the thing. Take Take the weight loss curse, get down to an ideal weight, and then befriend the gypsy so he stops it. Done. Uh, it definitely would not work like that. The second you befriend it, bang, back up to three hundred pounds. Do you reckon? Like you've had your fun. Bop. Yeah. <laughs> no. Then they do. Then they do the reverse curse that you'll just constantly keep gaining weight. Have you ever seen those like show, American shows like Biggest Loser and things like that, where these gargantuan people that aren't too dissimilar from his starting weight uh, lose an, an incredible amount of weight in a matter of months? Uh, I've it? definitely watched um, Super Size versus Super Skinny. Oh, that's and... kind of different. That, that's like that's problematic in its own way. But like, uh, that's yeah, where, that's where incredibly the whole like oh we've got s- like sw- swap meals and like, yeah, that just stick doesn't to like that's, that's really not healthy not for either of you. Yeah, but um, Biggest Loser, they basically go to like a fat farm and then they get they train all day and they probably get on very restrictive diets and they lose a lot of weight and they really do lose about this much weight. But the craziest thing is. 
if you catch up with the winners and even the the contestants in the program, even up to a year later, they've gained it all back. And I can't imagine what that must feel like to lose the beat. Well, it's because one. in that scenario, they've had all control taken like away from them. They've t- they've had all the responsibility taken off, and someone is literally saying, "You'll do this now. You'll eat this now." And in theory, yeah, anybody in the, that scenario would lose that weight. But the difficulty to then keeping it off is the the is learning like proper um, life lessons and tips and um, stuff that you can maintain. Like I've, I think I've uh, I don't know if I've said this to, to to you to you before, but my kind of like my my view on 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 losing weight is I personally think that losing weight physically losing weight is actually really easy and keeping it off is the really, really difficult part. Yeah, that's the problem is that people always think of the end goal and then think that's it and you're done. Whereas actually it's, I wouldn't say losing weight is easy, but I would say it's losing the weight is as difficult as keeping the weight off, I think. Because if not, if not, the latter is slightly harder because you kind of drop lower your guard because you feel like you don't need to worry as much because you're at the weight you like and then... Yeah, that's the bit that people don't really talk about. And that's why when you do these like crazy fad-related diets or these really super fun, you're absolutely right, hitting the nail on the head, you've lost the control. And you're not you're not following a normal lifestyle. So as soon as you do, it'll just come straight back on. Yeah. And but I just just to follow my earlier point, like I can't imagine what it must feel like to lose all that weight, feel that good about yourself, and then have it all come back on times a bit more. Like yeah. I've seen it on a micro level, like a tiny version of it, like from fluctuating. But I can't imagine being that that L- life, physically life different. changing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just eating a whole chicken with one hand, and then he just chucked it across the room in anger. He is crazy. Look at his face. I mean, you got to hand it to him. He plays a good front man in that he's creepy as fuck because he is. See, see, like, now it's actually, I'm actually going to, I'm actually a bit more invested in this now because now that he's lost the nutty professor fat suit, it's, it's feeling the stakes are a lot more serious. And we've talked about this before about how films like undermine their own authority by like making it seem like nothing's really like to play for or like there's no consequences. This I feel is starting to go out of control. He's starting to get more and more manic and it's more believable because he's not wearing this big stupid fat suit and is playing this role very well. He must have to feel really wound up to act like this all day, every day on set. He's still got his weird ear. Also love how they're doing that thing of he is obviously skinnier than his clothes, but they've deliberately made him wear like a size or two up. So it looks like noticeably baggy and been like, oh, this isn't a healthy like weight loss. Though that is one thing people will not tell you about losing weight. And when uh, uh, to to, to bring it back to to, to personal level of when I lost um, whatever it was over two, two stone, two and a half stone. Um, it was fucking expensive because suddenly like the majority of my clothes were way too big for me. Uh, but unfortunately that also meant my suits and those are not cheap to replace or whatever. And they look really like you can have baggy t-shirts and jeans and stuff. And you know, that's a style having a, an ill-fitting suit that is too big for you. It like he's got just looks really stupid. And that's a very expensive thing to have to, um, <laughs> replace. So then there's motivation for trying to maintain a weight that you can fit into your suit nicely. You want to talk about where they're going? Yeah. I think the hardest part about being a fluctuator is that I guess you could proportion half my wardrobe as being one that I'd wear at a certain weight and another that I'd mm. wear another weight. And it's like, I was going to say, do you have a variety of clothes that basically have you at like a, a best case, a worst case and a hopeful like middle range? Well, I'd say they're all kind of of a type, but I would say there's a few pieces that I wouldn't wouldn't touch if if I don't feel like I'm on the skinnier side of me. So, yeah. Um, yeah so not not so extreme that I would like vacuum form some of them. Does it feel like if you keep them, they can be like a form of motivation, being like, "Oh, I really love this top. I really want to wear it again. I know I look good in it." 
um, if I'm at this weight, I've, you know, I've essentially got an extra like wardrobe or like um, uh, kind of outfit options. Does is is that a, a motivation for you at all? Yeah, there was a there's a pair of like board shorts that I've got in Jersey that are my like skinny board shorts that if I can wear. If I can get into those, I know I'm laughing. I remember this one time I hadn't been home for like a year. And when I got, when I got back home to Jersey, I tried them on and it, they just slipped straight on. And I was like, fuck yeah. Hell um, yeah. Right, right now, just for context, wouldn't go anywhere near them. <laughs> but someday. I'll well, it's again. miserable and raining outside. So we don't need to be going to any sexy beach parties anytime soon. But also they'd probably currently fit around one of my legs. So yeah, it's, uh, Maybe not. Maybe that's a bit extreme, but yeah, it's uh, they're definitely not something I would I would plump for at the moment. <laughs> uh, well, I I ordered some t-shirts the other day, and I for whatever reason was not paying attention when I was putting in the sizes, and they arrived, and I was like, oh sweet, yeah, new um, new new clothes. I went to try them on, and they're like clearly like two sizes too small and it's like i've tried to put on baby clothes and i was like fucking hell have i gotten like that big and it made me really upset before i then realized like okay actually i did order the wrong size but still it still hits you being like oh okay i'm not as <laughs> it would be nice to fit into clothes that size but yeah i'm a long way off that but that is a horrible feeling like to be slightly outsized in your clothes <laughs> look there's a, there's a shirt that just says beaver in the background <laughs> <laughs> And that's the level of humor I'm bringing to the table today. <laughs> Damn that beaver. <laughs> so is this supposed to be the gypsy camp then? This abandoned... Where... I was going to say warehouse. No, it's just a scrapyard. I mean, I guess so. Oh, is it going to turn out that his... His uh, lawyerings... Why does everyone in this film have terrifying eyes? Everybody's got crazier. Look, look, look at him. This guy looks like Mr. Burns. <laughs> it's like it's like younger Mr. Burns in his kind of like 60s. Do you ever find, just whilst we're having this, whilst there's another boring scene, um, do, you, uh, do you ever find you kind of fall into kind of diet ruts? And even though you, you're doing the same thing that you did when you were psychologically feeling like you're doing a good thing, you suddenly feel like you aren't doing that good thing. I don't know if that's too convoluted, but do, do, do you get what I mean? It's like... Explain again. So, okay. So let me put this into context. So every, every day, seemingly like without fail, most of the time, uh, I will go on a hour and a half long walk somewhere. And every day I try and stick to a certain calorie count. And I remember doing this last year and feeling incredible because weight was coming off, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm definitely now at that space where I'm kind of plateauing because I, well, probably arguing from what you said before, there's less weight to lose. So it's going to be slower, but also I'm so used to doing it that it doesn't feel like I'm actually doing anything anymore. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but I suppose yeah, what I'm just I mean, describing is the plateau effect, isn't it? It's, 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 I don't think there's no bad thing to have like a healthy habit and just because they're not having like huge gains doesn't mean that you're not benefiting from them. So doing yeah. your daily walk, sticking to a certain calorie amount, doing like a certain amount of exercise or just like having good routines is like obviously instantly better than having like bad ones. So just because you're not getting like huge gains from them, um, I, I know like again, it's a mental fortitude that suddenly gets really like uh, you get really down on yourself. But it's one of those things that, like, eventually the body will adjust as well. So unless you start doing something really drastic, unless you start going for walks twice the length, uh, your body will reach a point of adjusting um, to the to the point that it's just you, you will be plateauing. And it's why, yeah. like, if you're like so, a proper weight trainer, uh, which uh, <laughs> massive caveat, I am not in the slightest, but that's why you should always be looking to up your weights because otherwise the body will just get used to burning the same amount and won't do anymore. Jamie, I feel like we should acknowledge what's happening. So they're at, um, they're at a fairground, and they're looking at a bunch of models <gasps> that look like... And it's him! ...the condition. So did you see the scaly man as well? Ooh. You can have a prize anyway. Creepy! And now she's chasing him with a slingshot. 
So they're not just they're not just gypsies, but they're also carnies. <laughs> Why is she chasing him with a slingshot? Whoa! Oh, creepy! Judge guy's turned up, and he looks like Beetlejuice. I, mean, I don't know why she's having to like try and threaten or kill them because they're they're going to die anyway. He looks terrifying. Oh, his face is falling apart. Everyone is terrifying. <laughs> How did he so quickly get into this van? <laughs> the old guy, Sonny, in the van. What's going on? No, it's Joe, it's all kicking off. This is mental. <laughs> so he was just at a. F oh, is she turning up on the bus? Oh, it's got to be a dream. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, well, just as I twigged, it was revealed, but. Oh. Cord, cord phone. <laughs> Ew, old technology. Well, there's one away from like a rotary phone, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. So, Scaly Man is dead after being terrifying. Um, Other guy shot himself, so it's just uh, old, old thinner over here. I would say he doesn't look much thinner than he has for a little while. I think, well, I think it's reached the point of this is just the acting out, so... It, like like we said, it'd be really hard for him to now start actually losing weight on set. Oh, actually, he does look more cheekbony, doesn't he? I think they've they've done like some like high cheekbone makeup and like all the skin stuff on his neck to like try and imply that he's still quite gaunt. Yeah, and then later on they will do leprechaun style uh, prosthetics for sure. Oh yeah, they're going to do like almost skeleton makeup, aren't they? But, like that guy in the background right there. What do you mean? It's really big. Is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't follow it through with anything. You're like, that guy in the background. Anyway. Him right there. <laughs> I've made my point. Hands in the middle of his face. I haven't seen him since I worked the Ferris wheel. Ten. Oh, you know, this film is actually making me just want to go to a carnival for an evening. and eat candy floss and go on a roller coaster. I wasn't, wasn't put off that much by Final Destination 3. <laughs> is, there, is there anyone in this film that isn't mental? <laughs> What's in the drinking water of this town? I know. What would you do at this point with if, you, if everything that has just happened to this guy had happened to you? I, I think you would... Uh, I, I don't know, because... Because he seemed like, you know, he's got the crazy about him. So I don't know if he'd go really hard in on the gypsies rather than just running away because, well, I know it was a dream, but like uh, confronting them and then running away because she had a slingshot. <laughs> a slingshot's like the least threatening thing ever. So what are you yeah. going to do? Mildly inconvenience me. Yeah. You're going to hurt me with some pebbles, Goliath? No, David, that's the one. Oh, I got that the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> there's me big old Goliath looking at David Bill like, oh, what are you could do with that slingshot mate and then he pings me with a rock and kills me whoops oh there's a there's a fucking foreshadow oh she's sucking them off as well in cars <laughs> is that just what she's known for around the town so he's blaming his slut wife he's blaming the whore because she she was the one who was trying to get more interested in sex than food I mean, you're lucky wow. she wanted to suck you off, mate. <laughs> mate. Eh? 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 There you go. Eh? I'll give you uh, some home truths. I, pr I probably said this before. I do really love the word whore. And I had a realisation oh. the other day that whore, when said correctly, kind of sounds like horror. So it's like, I'm watching a horror film. I'm watching a horror <laughs> film. <laughs> It, and that, that's just really tickled me. I just like the uh, the wordplay of it. Ooh, he's joined this band of Romani travellers. Again, like, I don't know if this is more 
like stereotypical. <laughs> Can you see the guy in the background who's just got like half a baseball bat on him? I really, I can't not see Cheryl Cole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Cheryl Cole and a really aging Raiden. <laughs> we got to fight for this love. Because <laughs> I was being sucked off. Hang on, where's the accountability? The lady did just run out into the middle of the road. Yeah. I can imagine if this wasn't involving stupid prosthetics and it was just a, a novel, it probably would be quite freaky, some of the stuff that's happening. So hang on. Has he hit somebody else with a car? No. Because they're talking... Yeah, but, no, but they're talking about their daughter. And it was clearly an old lady. So unless that guy is proper ancient, like he's great-granddad. Well, yeah, earlier there was a scene where they were talking about how he first arrived in like 1970-something and he's been the same age or something, so... Right, okay. It's all that gypsy magic. (laughs) Just like she did. He looks too normal, that guy they just cut to. (laughs) 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 That's just Dave from the pub, but... Like, they've just got all the local weirdos in the this town to be extras. After being a fucking dickhead, I'm asking you nicely. Please, I'm finally repenting for all my many, many sins. Just bleeding from his hand. Christ, don't, don't fuck with this guy. That's the message of the film. Okay, I'll go. Walk out the door. I'll turn around now. <laughs> You're not welcome anymore. <laughs> I will survive. Oh my God, if he st- if he burst out into singing that right now, that'd be hilarious. Why are they saying white men like they aren't almost all white men? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's an American thing. They're implying, like you know, that they've got like um, Native Americans. Um, uh, as part of like American history that, that the white man came and stole their land. Um, I don't know if it's like trying to combine the two. He's lost it. Take it off of me while you still Oh. <laughs> she fucking loves that slingshot right in his hand. I really want him to have some sort of superpower now and them to have like a magic off. <laughs> Gypsy Jewel. No, that wouldn't be realistic, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, he's doing the same thing. He's cursing them. Except he has a legitimate reason to bleed from his what hand. What did she do? Did she shoot a tomato at his hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So happy. laughs> That's what happens when you like take a bunch of those like packet ketchups you get at like cheap restaurants and squeeze. <laughs> Obviously, the budget of this film has gone on the special effects. And on this on this horrendous sh- horrendous shot of this bloody leg, let's uh, end that there. So, Jamie, that was Stephen King's Thinner. Uh, I think we basically spent most of it just talking about weight loss, but hey, I guess that's the point. Um, what do you, so what do you think, knowing nothing about this film, what do you think happens next in this what film? What do I think happens next? Um, <laughs> by, by curse, I mean, uh, he's going to go back to his corporate lawyer office and put in a bunch of planning work to like run them out of town. Um, so he'll probably do something like that. Um, uh, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. He is going to get proper thin and gaunt. And I I don't really see this being a redemption story. Like, uh, but then again, you said like Stephen King doesn't know, always know how to stick the landing. So there might be some sort of attempt that he does break free of the curse, but at a price like he, I don't know, he, he loses his family, but he saves himself or something like that. If not, he is just going to get worse and he can't break it. And he tries something crazy and it backfires and he dies. Something like that. So 
okay, I can't fully remember, but but basically the only thing I remember about the ending is uh, he gets a pie for some reason, and the pie <laughs> is is a cursed pie, and then what? yeah, and then he is he tries to feed it to his wife who he works out is having an affair with this, with that dude, which was like foreshadowing earlier. And anyway, he has a change of heart and she doesn't eat the pie or maybe she does eat the pie. I can't, I can't remember. Something happens and I think, oh, I think, no, no, I think he's so crazy by the end of it. He, he does make her eat the pie. She gets completely obliterated and her face gets caved in or something. And then at the end, he thinks it's done and dusted. And then he sees from the other room that his daughter has also eaten the, the, the pie and then she's fucked as well. So he's fucked no. his whole life. Yeah. So that's what happens. Um, do you see what I mean? It's one of the weirdest films I think I've ever seen, uh, but I think it's funny and I think it's badly acted and I think they probably should have known better. So I thought it was a worthy contender for a crap flute. It's Yeah, I mean, I did I did kind of enjoy it just because I just liked seeing how manic he was getting, but also how like blasé he was at being like, oh, I can just eat what I want. And then how he suddenly just starts going a bit crazy. So I think the lead, yeah, like a bunch of the supporting characters around it a bit a bit flat and grey and Christ if, if um, Stephen King's having to make some kind of guest cameos then they are a bit short of extras um, so it's not the it's not the greatest but I think his his like slow manic decline is is quite amusing but equally I'm sure it's not supposed to be taken as that so yeah it reminds me of um, there was an episode of Smallville uh, I think it was like season one and in the episode uh, a girl uh, is again wearing a big prosthetic fat suit and she starts to uh, drink a certain drink or something, and then she realizes that if she eats people, she gets thinner and prettier. So the more people she eats around the school, the the more gorgeous she gets. And I actually think it might be Amy Adams or someone like that. I think it's definitely someone really? notable. Yeah, um, and it's uh, ridiculous, and it was always funny. And so I, I kind of put these two in the same category of like ridiculous weight loss, stupid story. But um, <laughs> yeah, that really niche genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we the, the the kind of thing that pustule on on this gypsy's face is horrible like literally i knew horrible. a kid at school who had one of those and yes he got extensively bullied because of it um well he had but, a, had a mark like that on his face yeah oh poor kid but wow. it was also very disgusting and like couldn't couldn't he couldn't he remove uh, it? Like there there were days you had seen it was like burst and it was kind of like oh it's just gross. But God, only in Bristol he was, he was a nice guy. But <laughs> he was definitely called Pusnose for most of his school life. I can't imagine like what it must be like to to grow up with something like that, some kind of um, facial deformity. Yeah, facial deformity feature, whatever. Well, as we've um, already said, 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 Joe, we're like. We can lose weight, but they'll just be ugly forever. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weirdly reassuring, isn't it? But no, I think uh, I, I, I would be interested to read Thinner and <laughs> that see... That is beyond arrogant. I don't, be- I don't believe that. I just want to just <laughs> completely clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny to me to, to say that. I would be quite interested to see what the book is like, um, because I think there is a quite interesting premise in this, but I think it's just bordering on, if not completely going over the edge of uh, hammy that it's like, Ooh, yeah. like every, every, every single line is said with like a maniacal, crazy stare and all just yelled. And I just think it's funny from the, and every the single jump. scene, there's an extra bag of chips in his hand. You know, it's just, it's a little too much. I think perfectly summed up the, the like 17 bags of lays that were around the, uh, <laughs> were around the sink. Uh, in that well, one speaking scene. of getting laid, that was a dreadful segue. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's your chill from it? Cause you're going to struggle. <laughs> I mean, I would struggle, but I think we're probably going to both go down the same route. There was a very attractive uh, male model type gypsy that was in the background of some of the shots that was uh, hanging out with Cheryl Cole. Uh, I oh, him. so is he like supposed to be the brother, basically? I have no reckon. idea. But either way, he was kind of hot and he didn't say anything, which makes him the perfect person. All right. Um, well, I was going to go with gypsy Cheryl Cole. Um, Cheryl but she's- Cole. She's she 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 she's quite aggressive and spends most of her time kneeling down trying to like hit people with a slingshot. So I'm actually going to go with uh, Bar Skank number two, the blonde one on the left, who was in it for about 15 seconds. 
Ah, uh, um, Baskank. Yeah, fair she enough. She stole my heart, Joe. I thought you were going to go with the with the cheating and my wife because <laughs> uh, of the blowjob. <laughs> nah, um, but but ba- Baskank. That's the that's that's the, that's the mood I'm in apparently. So Baskank. We've probably said some things on this podcast that we're not massively proud of. I reckon I'll probably re-listen re- re- to this at some point and be like, "Oh, we're not very nice people." But hopefully, you've been along the, on this journey enough for us to know that we actually are nice people. We just uh, don't really like. Um, 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 people who don't necessarily take care of themselves. What am I saying, Jamie? Yeah. Help me out. No, I, I, I guess that's true. And, you know, again, you know, this is part of this is also played up for the theatrics as well of, you know, the, the nature of this podcast it is d- we are deliberately sitting down to pick apart things to the utmost, uh, detail and to naturally go a bit over the top with it and, um, it's one of those things like when you see an article on the BBC and it links out to something else and there's a little disclaimer below being like the views expressed in this article are not directly necessarily ref- reflected by the BBC we should probably have that at the beginning of all of our podcasts because <laughs> yeah. uh, we've probably definitely offended people on other episodes when we've talked shit about their favourite films and stuff um, and I and guess we don't, we're you know what? We don't, we don't tend personal. to get um, we don't tend to get hate mail but you know there's always a first so why not make this one your hate mail Write in. Call us. Let us know. Don't and where can you write in? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. You can uh, write in to crapflixpodcast at gmail.com letting us know uh, how much you hated this uh, podcast. Or, you know, maybe uh, more more proactively letting us know your favourite crapflix uh, movie. This was Crapflix and Show. We've been Joe and Jamie. Thank you so much. Uh, for sticking with us to the end of end of this one which we say every time um, you can follow us over on social media crapflix at crapflix podcast god damn I get it wrong every time one or the other and that is Twitter Facebook and Instagram like uh, as mentioned a moment ago we have a, a Gmail get in contact with us let us know your favourite crap film to watch um, we love hearing from you guys we love your suggestions we've done a few episodes on them now hit us up uh Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully see you next time. Good night. Good night. Thinner.